got there, Andrew? Oh. Oh, Andrew's giving Andrew's cradling a little a little crocheted alien baby and giving him a little lemon. Oh! <laughs> he dropped it. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Boys, episode 13. Episode 13. Ooh, 13. Oh, scary number. No, I don't know. I actually don't believe that. That's just something that you hear and go, oh, that must be the truth because people talk about that. I have a great relationship with the number 13. I don't think anything has ever happened. Number 13, do they still in hotels do that thing where they try to trick everybody into thinking there's not a 13th floor? I don't know. 12 to 14 on the elevator? If you, if you don't know about what Andrew's talking about right now, which maybe you do, but yeah, there's a thing where they don't put the floor 13 in hotels because they think it's a superstitious like thing. to, to It's an unlucky number, so they don't put it in there. And then it just became normal. A normalized thing that the floor 13 is not there. Isn't that but, funny? But is A, has that been the case actually across all hotels? And B, is that still a thing? I don't know, man. I don't know. If you live in a hotel, <laughs> let us know. No, seriously. Yeah. I'm so curious. Next time you're in a hotel, tweet us. Oh, my gosh. Send us freaking like a picture of the of the floors. Or of the elevator buttons. Or the, going that's what I, yeah. 12, 13 to 14. Dude, I love elevators. We could make merch that basically... <laughs> glorify the number 13 just because the number 13 has been in the corner oh. alone at the lunch table and it's time it gets its moment. Dude, that's that's a really nice idea. Hey, 13, if you're listening, we love you. The number 13. Okay. You know I think we're what? done. Oh, no, Andrew. The podcast just, is over. Oh, no, we just... We talked about the whole 13 thing. Oh, no, no. And that was fun. No, we just got started. And that was long no. conversation. No, 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 no. Really and quick. Really podcasts, quick. Podcasts, that's what they do. So we're done. Thank you so much for... <laughs> You know what I've been thinking a lot about recently? This is what's been on my mind, and I ain't talking Georgia. <clears throat> Crickets. <laughs> Everyone throwing their phones into the ocean, driving their cars as fast as they can. To They're get not to throwing them. them. They're punting them. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. That's really funny. Critics um, are calling it worthy of punting your phone into a river. <laughs> that would be... Yeah. If we elicited that emotion from somebody, we're not condoning anybody doing that but you know what i've been thinking a lot about andrew is the healing energy of do you know what's coming do you know what word is about to come out of my mouth uh no the healing energy of content and i really do mean that i know that sounds like a little bit self-aggrandizing aggrandizing aggrandizing ariana grande thank you next um i wonder <laughs> i want no truly i've been thinking a lot about for me personally um uh, Content is super, super, super healing, I have learned in this time. Um, and what I mean by content is it, it, c content, things that happen in entertainment. I was uh, watching uh, WandaVision last night, a show that I'm sur sur currently very obsessed with, and it was Agatha all along. Mm. And for those of you who understand what I just said, God bless you and I love you. Uh, I've been thinking so much about how much that means to me because I watched that episode. I was so into it. I was sitting there in front of the thing, you know, watching the Marvel logo, everything, how invested, how emotionally with the show I was. And I thought, man, in this time of feeling like you're just kind of in a desert of emotions with not much that thrills you, not much that whatever, content right now is something that I've realized how important it is to me, not just me, but people in America in general, movie theaters, concerts, everything, you know, like the entertainment. And then that turned into me watching the Captain America, the first film, because I was like, I haven't seen that in forever. And then it turned into me watching the sequel to that movie. And so I watched like, you know, two movies back to back, crying, yeah. uh, laughing, just having a good time. And I was like, man, 
this is something that like people don't really have right now. And I realized how incredibly sort of healing and nice it is for me to sort of escape into this beautiful oasis of like storytelling and fiction. And I'm sorry, I know I'm like just rambling a lot right now, but it was, it did make me realize something that I do appreciate about myself, which is my, um, uh, you know, ability to like love things and to be a fan because mm -hmm. to be a fan is something that I've had people sort of, uh, shade me about in my life or something like that kind of be a little bit weird towards that energy there was a moment on the internet where this guy was watching the trailer for the last jedi you know the star wars movie and he was crying because he was like so emotionally affected yeah, by yeah, it. yeah. and then some Excited. woman yeah and then some woman i don't remember who it was um i think it was like an entertainer or something, i don't remember she quote tweeted that video and said yeah. something along the lines of and i'm paraphrasing it uh, but it, she said something along the lines of like how pathetic that this is what our men do now or like this is what they react to you know that kind of thing sure that is shading the fact that it was pathetic to cry at things and stuff like that and of course the internet reacted as you'd assume they would and you know mark hamill and all these star wars cast members and stuff like he got invited to the premiere and they sent him all this incredible limited swag sure, sure. really really like took care of him and yeah. he got a huge audience because of it a huge oh. audience that still watch him react to trailers and stuff oh cool yeah i've had people <laughs> you know sometimes jokingly like laugh about the fact that I have like a pretty extensive wand collection and I know it seems funny on the surface but it's one of those things that actually I think is one of one of my favorite things about being alive is to love things unapologetically and you know fictional universes things like Marvel and just to be a fan means so much to me and I think that's something that other fans uh definitely understand but yeah and then I don't know I guess <laughs> to, to emote some form of self-awareness I'm aware that I'm that maybe I'm tired of the sound of my own voice right now because I've been talking nonstop. So you keep on talking, man. I'm over here smelling this lemon. <laughs> if I get, if I ever uh, need to, I can pat Baby Yoda and just I'm listening to you. I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Well, you know what? I guess I'm all I'm saying when I really refocus. Point is here is that I was just thinking of of the fact that during this time how much content means to me and how much it's important for me to realize that, you know, anime and for some people and for, and also like the weird subjectivity of it. Cause I was like, Oh, my version of Marvel for some people is like YouTubers. I mean, God forbid. Mm. Hey, listen, maybe it's even us. I don't know. Sounds a little, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I think a good analogy would be yeah. your relationship with something like anime. Yeah. And my relationship with watching YouTube are almost, the same. Yes. The same. And also the, the how it's like the same for everyone. Like sports to some people. Like when people are like, oh, I hate sports. I'm like, I, I've kind of joked about that before. Just being like, oh, it's another language to me. Well, but it's also know. like, oh, come on. Sports it, to some people is like. Yeah, that, that whole thing of people thinking, I suppose you could take, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of them. Yeah. You could take people who are obsessed with live streaming and gaming, mm -hmm. who are completely infatuated and surrounded by what games are coming out and different people on the internet. And then you could take somebody who's obsessed with sports and watching sports center and following along and listening to talk radio about their sports teams. And they could both say the same thing about their thing. Yeah. And yeah, whenever I hear that, I'm just like, yeah, this is, this doesn't hold up against anything because you're saying the same thing that that person's saying about the kind of exact same thing. It's just a different thing. So yeah, I don't know. Like people who think, yeah, like sports, like who cares about sports? It's like, I don't know that same person who loves sports probably wonders why you care about art or something. Yeah. You know, it's just, 
And and, I, and it's really easy to like lose sight of that because to, in Europe, in your mind, it's so different. But I remember when I was like probably 15 or something, I was probably, I, and when I was younger, I probably said silly things like that of like, like shaded sports or not really understood it. But when I was a kid, I remember I was over at my uncle's place and I saw, you know, a bunch of guys reacting. So, you know, we, the sports, oh, you ever, just you, screaming. You ever been to a Buffalo Wild Wings during a UFC fight? No, I've never <laughs> it's, been to it. It's, 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 it's the craziest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> it's the cra- I, it, Comment below if you ever been to a Buffalo Wild Wings pre uh, everything going on and uh, yeah. experience that. It's I don't know how people are working there. It's just that, like, well, <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I feel what, like. What do you mean? It just seems like something that would make is everybody it, at the same time go, "Oh, I'm quitting." <laughs> like this is, is crazy. Is it just a bunch of like. It's just no. It, it's 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 not only loud. It's like banging on the table, spilling everything, screaming. I mean, I I remember sitting at a booth and I was watching you know this 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 fight. Oh, yo, you want to go to watch the fight or yeah. whatever? I'm like, oh, I'm doing nothing tonight. Sure. And then just mid midway through it, feeling like, oh, I. This isn't this. I'm not supposed to be here because yeah. everybody's like, I mean, what what is that? What is that like? It's just when when your energy level doesn't match the rooms to the point where it's like <laughs> comically obvious. <laughs> what do you even do in that situation? You just wallflower. I've, I've always been I've been like that. I, yeah. I, I, I like that I've had friends who are even aware of my relationship with that thing and they'll still you know invite me to it or whatever but it's just funny i i'm not i'm not gonna be you're not gonna find me banging banging on a buffalo wild wings table watching a ufc fight but i don't shade the people for doing that i think it's a little weird that they're doing it in a yeah. public forum but everybody's somehow subscribed to that being okay <laughs> yeah if you're gonna go to something like that on the night of a fight you're clearly down for I, that energy I, I just hope that places like that when they have these big pay-per-view events they just buy the the thing yeah and then people flock there i just hope that the people who show up and cause this sort of communal disturbance of noise and screaming, <laughs> I hope that they're buying a bunch of stuff and leaving great tips. I think because they, can you imagine yeah. if you had a migraine, oh, I'm going to go into work, oh, and you're no. like just working at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and that happens? Whew. That would be crazy. The point is, is that it's all related too. So if you're yes, a person, yeah, if you, if you, you know, like when someone's talking about sports or maybe your boyfriend or dad or your friend or someone's going on about this just remember that your investment in attack on titan is their same investment in the in the um gators versus the lakers what i do i um (laughs) technically i think you're referring to the florida gators which is a college team which could be football and basketball so your best bet would be that the college (laughs) basketball team is somehow playing the los angeles lakers which is in fact an nba professional i just become really hypocritical boring boring (laughs) Well, it's like the worst. Like, well, that just would never happen. I am grateful to have something like that. Just, I'm, I'm glad that a person who has sports has sports. I'm glad that a person who, has, you know, it's nice to just to love things. And it, my, yeah. my involvement. I thought about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I was like, man, that has been with me through my all my twenties. I've had that in my heart. I've followed those yeah. characters. I've loved those characters. I've consumed that stuff. It's been an it, like a part of my life. And that's why I just bawl when I watch certain movies. You know, I cried like three times watching the Captain America films. And I was just like, God, this feels so good, especially in a time when things are pretty muted. Yeah. I just loved it. And I know those people feel the same way about sports, the rise and the fall of, you know, players and this and investment and opinions and stuff. It, 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 yeah, I mean, I, that's something that I've always appreciated. And I think I unfortunately... I like a lot of things a little bit. Sounds like you like a few things a lot, which is great because you like anime, you like superhero <laughs> movies, you like certain types of music a lot. Yeah. And for me, I like, to a certain degree, all of that stuff kind of, but also sports and like literally everything. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah. not like a huge um, 
fanboy for anything in particular. Yeah, that's true. Except I will say, I guess when I when I when I put that to task, I I, I do I do stand me Drake. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, you it's s- just true. I'm like anxiously anticipating when he's going to say that his album's coming out, and yeah. I will be excited just the same way that you're excited about you know a new Marvel movie. But I will say, yeah. if the Matrix comes back, I, that that's that's one of those things where I'm like, Ooh. if they do it right, and I see a trailer that's like <laughs> sick, I'm like, all right, let's go because that's because yeah. when I was younger, I would get super hyped up like Bad Boys Two, The Matrix Reloaded, oh. just rewatching the. Tra- trailer over and over again even though i couldn't get the whole thing to load really quickly so yeah. it was like the trailer was loading as i was watching it and it would stop and i'd just be like all right go back to the beginning you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna go on a matrix rant i promise but my devotion to the uh, to to the matrix in in high school not sorry, yeah. junior high for me was so comical and maybe someone will appreciate this I, I looking back on it i think it's pretty funny uh for for 30 days, I think about 30 days before the movie came out in theaters, I had a countdown on the outside of my binder. Because you know how like you can, oh, dude, you know when you talk about things and then it's just a flood of memories? Mm-hmm. Um, the You know the how you can like insert pieces of paper into like the front of yeah. your binder? Yeah. For me, those were always like very intricate. They were yeah. like a crazy showcase. I can of, like, see that. Collage things, pictures, this, that, you know, and I'd switch them out like every, uh, you know, couple weeks or something. And uh, I would design them so intricately. But for 30 days, I had a countdown to like the release of The Matrix reloaded and it was yeah. like a really intricate like matrix scroll like yeah. a really nice yeah, yeah, looking yeah, yeah. matrix scroll that i hand drawn but uh yeah i would like you know show everyone and think that i was doing everyone it could sort of a favor like oh no this is like really helpful i don't think anyone ever this even noticed really it i thought it was <laughs> no 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 i was like it's, for the that's people, very funny it would be like the matrix comes out in you know 14 days or something even you t- bringing that up makes me <laughs> feel a little bit more in touch with that part of me because yeah when you're when you're a kid at least it sounds like me and you both did so many specific weird little things that probably nobody else cared about i specifically remember waking up and being excited on friday mornings to get the paper so that i could cut out of the movie section they would have like these little black and white yes, um, the posters. poster things yes. and then i would take that and i would put it up on a cork board and i remember like the night before being like oh i wonder how big it's going to be oh. and what it's going to look like there was like a james bond movie i remember i was like stoked for to like just cut it out and then you know you do these little things you just so you're so content with living in your own little universe because clearly yeah yeah uh, t- 10 15 years later i'm sure you've kind of subtly broke it to yourself that yeah you were probably not doing doing the school <laughs> a service by having the Matrix Reloaded countdown, but you were doing yourself a, a service all by, the, yeah. you know. All the uh, the jocks, yeah, thank God. Like, that Garrett guy, like, that's so cool. Like, you notice that we now know when the Matrix Reloaded's going to drop in theaters because of his binder, right? And the other guy, like, yeah, man, I'm so grateful. I remember I remember, <laughs> I remember, go, I remember going to the movie theater and pre-buying my ticket for the Matrix Reloaded. Really? Yeah, I was, dude, that was... I still have my movie ticket for the Matrix Reloaded. That's cool. I swear. Yeah. Well, go- going back to the guy reacting to that trailer, it's funny because I did have this weird epiphany because yeah. I I like to think of things very simple. I don't inherently. I think yeah. I'm very. I think of things very complicated in a very complicated way. But I like the idea of sort of summing up things in simple ways because it makes life I think easier in terms of yeah. evolving and learning. But yeah, the other day I did have this thought. I was like, oh, life is kind of, and it's on a continuum. But generally speaking, life is all about. Uh, like happy tears. That's such a tweet. It first right, of all, I will, I will. I will tweet that. I'll throw that on a sweater. You know what's funny? I have a, a, a dark a, blue. I have a oh, nice with white. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. I have a, a sort of a, a parallel. Sounds like weirdly podcast mode. I have a parallel ideology that I've thought about tweeting this. Um, no, I've thought I've always wanted to tweet uh, loving things is tight. 
<laughs> For some reason, I've never yeah. executed. Yeah. A- we were, we were, uh, <laughs> we were definitely drinking something at some point, like two years ago, and you tweeted like. Everyone is cool. <laughs> I love everyone, and everyone is cool. Oh yeah, I have like some. Dra- I need yeah, my draft. Uh, Tessa Brooks uh, tweeted out an image of her draft tweets the other day. Some of them were fire. I was like Tessa, fire. Yeah, I just start speaking like Gigi Haddad. <laughs> yeah, I was, I like hit her up, and I was like, some of those should come through. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many. Comment below if you know what Garrett's talking about. <laughs> what do you? What are you looking at, Tessa my, Brooks my, drafts? My, my, my favorite one. The last three are just you, by the way. I almost like screenshotted those and said, those are just you. God <laughs> just knew I'd be too powerful if I didn't have anxiety. <laughs> that's bad, yeah. <gasps> I've been talking to myself an alarming amount during this quarantine period. <laughs> you. you can always find a reason to not do anything. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, those are very, yeah, those have done well, Tessa. You should have, uh, and you should maybe, well, she kind of did. I suppose. Yeah, she kind of did in a way. This one I like yeah. the most. What if one of the pennies I have is one I've had before? Oh my God! True. I didn't even think about that's, that. That's weirdly deep. I, th- I, it's more, I, it's more of a, it's more of a, uh, an analogy. Content though is something I love so much. I think that's what I was saying. I'm just grateful for it, man. So if, uh, by the way, I've, I've heard people in the comments be like, "Oh, thank you guys for doing Sweet Boys." That's like a, con- it's like something that makes me feel good. I'm like, hey, are we creating that? Whoa! If so, damn grateful. Really cool to know that that's happening. I question your logic. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm really grateful. That's really sweet, and it's why we, it's it's a huge reason why we do this uh, is is because of that energy. So thank you for expressing that to anyone who has say like said things like that in the past. I I agree with everything that you just said. Do you know what I did the other night, Andrew? Stood in your kitchen. Well, leaning against the uh, counters, but not like sitting on top of it. And you were eating something out of the container. The can, yeah. That gold without warming it up. Oh, yeah. Um, with a utensil that the average person would not use for what you were eating. No, that's literally every day for me. No, well, yeah, I know, but I knew that much, so I was right. It's a really guess. good start. What Andrew just described is something I do every day. I don't like food heated up. In fact, when I cook food, I usually put it in the fridge to let it get cold. I really like eating cold food. I do not like eating food that is heated up. What? You didn't know this about me? No, I did, but you put it in the fridge. Yeah, when I cook stuff on my own, usually I will cook it and then put it in the fridge for like two hours and then come back to it so it gets cold. Not me holding a lemon the whole time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about uh, Pudgy Woke for the next 45 minutes? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, oh, can I do Pudgy Woke? Jesus. Wait, what is it? For everybody uh, uh, listening, if you don't know about Pudgy Woke, he's a small chihuahua on TikTok that has a very interesting, oh. fun uh, bark. But I, I, I will say, knowing that Garrett's about to, for the first time in his life, attempt to do the pudgy woke impression well, oh my gives God. me so many mixed emotions, I can't even explain it. Um, I, it's like... It's like fear for myself because I'm wearing these headphones. No. I can hear everything he's doing pretty loudly. Um, no, no, no. I had a way better idea. Curiosity. No, no, no. I had a way better idea. I was like, why would I try to do that when I could just play through the microphone, Pudgy Woke, right now? And then people would be like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. So here's just the first Pudgy Woke. It's a little dog. Just give y'all a speech, but I think it's only fair and, you know, boss right man himself. I'll hear from the boss man himself. <laughs> <laughs> That was Pudgy Woke. I I love that. I don't know uh, the guy's name, but uh, I love that he always acts surprised when, like, Pudgy, like, bites the microphone and he's like, what? 
<laughs> You've done that 128 times. Well, I, dude, it's, it's it always amazing. happens. Yeah, I, Pudgy Woke is someone that I give my full uh, go follow Pudgy Woke on TikTok. It's so it's such a great account. It's so funny. Andrew, I I'll, I have often <laughs> I've often thought about how cool it would be to own a cat. I love dogs so much. I love cats so much. You know, some people, oh, I'm a dog person, I'm a cat person. I do think that my nature, if I were to choose one, would definitely be a cat person, I think. It doesn't, that, uh, you saying that, yeah. it goes against everything that I know about you. I know it does, but 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 what I think But then about, again, yeah. and I say this with, you know, uh, as much friendly tone as I can, I think that you, you taking care of a dog, I don't know about it. Well, I, and, think that, but, I think that well, would be, and that would be quite quite the tall order for you. Well, that's as I, it would be for me. I, I wouldn't. Think, I mean, I, that's why I wouldn't get a dog right now in my life. I do think that, by the way, if there was like a dog that needed a home, if my brother, who I love his dog Gator, if he was like, "Hey, Gator's too much for us," if he was like, "Would you want to own Gator?" I would own Gator like that. If I knew the dog, I would be the be- best dog dad or whatever you want to call it in, on the planet. I really would be. Well, um, I, I don't. I don't necessarily mean from a competence standpoint. I think I mean in like a making sense standpoint you know, uh, uh, especially sense. when when things go back to normal the most used <laughs> phrase of 2021 you know slash what? 2020 I, you're gonna want to be moving around and doing stuff and traveling and, stuff. and i mean that's the that's the whole thing yeah. have we talked about this before i don't think we have the idea of of a of a dog kind of anchoring you into a certain lifestyle well I talked we, about that. Oh, we've talked about that i didn't know if you meant on the podcast i've talked about it to my yeah. hair uh, cutting person who is lovely and very good and cuts my hair. Oh, home run, ten out of ten. Yeah. Never makes a mistake. Looks at the photos I give her and goes, "I got it." And then I look at the mirror and go, "Yep, you got it." And then I walk around yep. uh, the town. Okay. This is for listeners of episode eleven who heard Andrew's epic saga. Point pizza. is, point is, alarm coming in hot there. A little more reverb on at that time. Oh, nice. Um, I just pointed to Rila Kuma. Um, I got to go back and film all this. God. <laughs> uh, what was the point? Oh, yeah. I was talking to my uh, hair stylist, hairdresser, barber. What do I say? Person- hair cutter. The worst version of it. <laughs> like- Cut my hair person. Cut my hair the person. The person who cuts my hair. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was speaking to her about it, and, and uh, she has dogs. Oh, how many? I think two. You know how some people have like six dogs? You're like, whoa. It's, it, 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 yeah. I saw this movie once. Uh, it was a Swedish film about like a, <laughs> it was, like a bunch of dogs sort of like taking over an entire city. But it's like, re- it sounds wacky, but it was like a really sweet, like intimate sort of drama. Sounds stupid. <laughs> oh my God, Andrew. <laughs> it sounds unrealistic. Fake. Okay, buddy. Time to cut the act. Okay. Well, time to get down to the real convo. What is it? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I was wanted. I, I wanted people who were, you know, doing the dishes and like not necessarily paying attention to kind of go. Ooh. Well, I, I wrote down a couple things. Oh, Andrew, you wrote down something. Andrew and I have this shared note in our phones where we kind of go. Oh yeah, we kind of want to talk about this. I talked about. <laughs> no, that's the thing that I scratched because it was I too terrible. And by the way, I'm sorry for anybody who's distracted by the fact that I just. You, this is. I'm not going to say that it's your quote fault, but this is because of you. I just am smelling this. You were going to say Kelly Clarkson? No, I wasn't going to. <laughs> Maybe I was, it was going happen. to. <laughs> yeah, also, we, no, there's a Tony Bennett song called Because of You. So oh, were you going to say Tony Bennett? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to do. It's like you're panicking. <laughs> no, that's because Covering of... up your tracks. Mm-hmm. Kind of like me when I uh, converted that railroad. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> well, let's just say the uh, train wasn't working anymore. So oh yeah, when did you do we, that? We uh, built some uh, factory. That was back in the uh, late late eighties, over in the uh, uh, lower lower west side of Oregon, uh, the rural area. Wow! I th- I've been around, man. 
Okay. You know, I, I, my, the life that I lived is much more. Uh, What's the most important thing that you learned when you were laying down railroad tracks in the? 80s? No, 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 no. I was converting it. It was a railroad track. Oh, sorry. What's the most important? The What's I, the most important? It thing was that an you insincere learned? analogy because I wasn't so much covering up the tracks as I was uh, removing them. Okay. Uh, in in place of uh, allowing land to be built there for 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 factories. Oh, okay. Yeah, the factories. Tootsie Roll Factory, actually. Oh, where's um, that? Uh, is the Lower West Side. Okay, let me Oregon. Google that real quick. Google before it. You. Google it away. Uh, you. you 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 sound um like well, you're like you're skeptical. Well, no, I just I looked happened. it up on my phone. Where's the Tootsie Roll Factory? Is the Lower West Org- Side of Oregon? Oregon? Yeah. Well, no, it was there back in the eighties when I oh when no no I no helped I, clear the railroad. No, this track. one's been there for a long time. Actually, this is the only one it's in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, yeah, well, of course, you're looking at the main the main factory, but you're talking about the the western oh, the western silly uh, me. division, silly yeah, the me. region, the That's, western regional. You're right. You think they make they make Tootsie Rolls in one in one place and then they just. They just. I think, that's how that, I think that's how that works. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that would be very expensive. Actually, we call we call this podcast "Exposing the Tootsie Roll Factory Production Line." <laughs> I kind of want to do that to just see what that looks like. Me too. Like, is it eight people or is it twenty five people that click on that? Can you imagine a working in a factory? It's probably one of those things that I'm romanticizing right now and think would be fun. It'd probably be not that fun, but I, I do think about it. I think most people do, right? I don't. I don't think so. What were you going to say about Turkish bath towels? So Andrew and I oh, have this. Oh my goodness! Andrew and I have this shared note that we write things down that are important to us in this quarantined life of ours that we that yeah. we want to speak about. Uh, and and so Andrew wrote down, and we don't tell each other what it is in the this shared is a fun note. segment. Where, where the podcast is evolving. Won't it be fun on episode fifty when we've actually combined all these segments together and you got a full blown podcast show? We imagine that. Yeah. We think we'll get there someday. <laughs> maybe, okay, maybe T- Turkish bath towels. What about them? Yeah, podcast month. Here's the thing. <laughs> Went over the old BB and B. Okay. Went oh over. God. Went Bed over. Bath and Beyond. That's right. Okay. People, people know what I'm talking about. When you you get the mail every day and you go, why am I being sent this? Until you get the Bed Bath and Beyond 20 percent off coupon, and then you go, this all makes it worth it. And I said, okay, I just moved to a new place. I'm buying new things. I need to get a new towel. And I thought, well, this makes sense for me to invest in something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that you use every day. You know, that's what people say. Buy one of something, a really high quality <laughs> thing. It's like you'll have it forever. And if you use it every day, it's yeah. like two for one. I use it. I use it every day, and I'm gonna have it forever. Okay, great. I'll yeah. spend some money on, on a towel. I think I spent like, like eighty bucks on a towel. Ooh. I know. No, I know. I get it. My whole theory was, Whoa. when you get out of um, the shower at like a hotel, sometimes their towels are really good at like getting the water off immediately. You could steal those. And I was like, oh, interesting. That you, right there, right there, the mind went there. I wasn't, I was making it a, uh, a harmless analogy, just comparing to the nature of, so people could relate to oh, it. You you jumped. To crime. From, you jumped from the relatability element to the, to, uh, to, how can I. To crime. Can I commit a, can I commit Hey. A, Oh, he's backing it up now. <laughs> he's really. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Listen, don't steal towels. Okay. We're blurring out the wink face. I'm not winking. Don't sit, oh guys. Don't God. steal towels from hotels that you think are nice. End this <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> That's merch. End this yesterday. <laughs> okay. No, I'm seriously kidding. Okay. We well, yeah. You 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 are you are kidding because I believe it's called Kantian ethics. Whoa. Back in uh. Ooh, 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 back when I took my uh. I must be a professor at Harvard School in Law. Back when I took my uh, ethics class in um junior year of college I, 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 I had to give a speech on that and basically they said if you think that you can do that and then you have to assume that everybody does it and if everybody does it 
and it's not okay, then you can't do it. I don't commit any you crimes. You can't be stealing towels because then if everybody's going to steal a towel, there'll be no towels left. And guess what it's going to be? People going to hotels who need to go to a hotel, getting out of the shower, sopping wet like a wet dog. Like a wet dog. Or a wet dog. If someone bathed their dog in the hotel, now I'm now I'm I'm I'm, I'm messing up the schedule of a dog. Yeah, can't I can't do that. that. No one can do that. If you steal a towel, I'm coming after you. Limit on the back of the bone spider alarm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But really, I I never went through a stealing phase. My whole life, and I, I never went through a stealing phase. I don't I don't think I ever stole anything. I think there was like oh I I did steal something once. Oh really? It's like it's a huge just, problem. Uh, <laughs> okay. I was like, no, it's just like it was just like a file. It was like two years ago from like this file. Yeah, but it was that like this. Seems like the worst thing. No, but I had <laughs> just getting behind this. No, but I had done something really wrong. It was from the police station. I had to sneak. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> what has gotten into me? I, this I mean, you've never brought that up to me. Now I'm wondering. <laughs> no, no, no. I've never done anything wrong. Um, no, I was going to tell you th this. Oh, yeah, I stole a piece of candy when I was a kid. It was a little uh, caramel candy, and I didn't think I was stealing it when I was a kid. When you're a child, you don't have any. Did I cut you off? I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. You were going somewhere. I'm sorry. Keep going. I was a kid, and I, I, uh, I was like maybe, I don't know, six years old. I think it was in Florida when I lived in Florida. I lived in Florida for like six years, by the way. Um, fun, fun fact alarm. Fun fact alarm. Oh, what does that sound like? Is that a circus chime? I don't know. I probably forgot it, and I'll probably have to make it up again. Oh, add a little giggle in there. There's a really cute one. Oh. No, it's fun. I'm sorry. There's going to be no giggling in our alarms. Okay. That sounds not like a non non, non alarm. No, I was going to say, yeah, I, I just, it was a little caramel candy that I stole when I was maybe like six years old. I didn't think I was stealing it. All I saw was a pick and mix. Um, and pick and mix are those little candy shelves where like there's a bunch of candy you can open up. So you didn't steal a file? <laughs> Dude, if no, there was no file. Oh, wait, no, there was. But that was uh, that was in high school and it wasn't that big of a deal. Okay. I had every right to take that you, file. You, you, you stealing a file in high school, knowing it's in high school, it makes it go from like weirdly a problem and almost uncomfortable to listen to to kind of a cool dude um, oh there were so many yeah. kind of a cool uh, to kind of a cool fun little uh, movie synopsis have I ever told you my little root beer story like it was on it was in, in high school I think I have said this on the podcast well, if I have and anyone's like shut up we've it's, it's not a story it's not a story it's literally a two sentence thing uh, I used to walk into this teacher's lounge every single day in high school and just um take a root beer from the fridge and like drink it sometimes like in the lounge and then I would just take it. So it just happened every single day. It was right next to this like art class and there was a door that I had never opened before, but there was not a sign on it that said like, don't come in here. Like, you know, staff only or teachers only. It was just like a door that I was like, well, I know that's not a classroom. I opened it one day and there were uh, like two teachers sitting in there and like a student aide, okay. like writing. And they looked up and they were like, Hey, how's it going? And I was like, I got, I panicked and I just said, Oh, it's good. And I just was like, you have to do something normal now. You have to do something like normal. You can't just like freeze and then walk out the door. So I just, I went to the fridge because there was a little fridge just, in there. Just for clarification here. Yeah. You said there was a door that you never have been in before. So yeah. You're like, basically going into like the teacher's lounge. Yeah, it was a teacher's lounge. And, you, was, and you knew you were going in there or no? No, no, no. It was but just you said a, you went in there every day. No, no, no. I did. No, no, no. Here's, I'm telling you the origin story. This is how you began to start your daily routine of going yes, to the this teacher's is, lounge. This is how I, you this, accidentally found this? Yes, it was an accident. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say. You well, didn't just get curious about what was going on in the teacher's lounge? No, no, no. I didn't know it was a teacher's lounge. So this is, the, okay. yeah. I walk into the door, and I see the two teachers and the student, and uh, they look up, and, hey, you know, just courteous, and I go, hey. And I didn't know what to do, because I didn't want to just like <laughs> turn around yeah. like I had done something wrong. Yeah. So I, I just walked in, and I opened up the fridge, because there was like a little kitchenette, right? Yeah. And uh, I just looked in there, and I grabbed a root beer, <laughs> and uh, and no one thought anything of it. And oh, yeah. I, I cracked it open, and I left. 
And they just went, you know, see you, like that sort of thing. Yeah. And so the next day, and there were so many rupees in there. I'm talking like over 40. And so the next day I walked in yeah. and, uh, and I did the same thing. And they said, hello, how's it going? I think they were just assuming that I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know, a teacher's oh, aide totally, or something totally. or whatever, or they were mine. And I just did that every day for until the school year ended, which was probably like, I don't know, four months or something. Yeah. And yeah, just walk in. And uh, I realized in that moment that if you look like you know what you're doing, yeah. no one questions you. Well, you, 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 you'd, <laughs> which, ha- you'd have to be yeah. a very specific person to yeah. even have the confidence to call out somebody. Yeah. Like even a teacher teachers whatever you'd have to be the security guard or somebody who's in there every day who's like in charge of making sure that people who aren't supposed to be in here aren't in here to even call you out because you never know what's going on like can you imagine how embarrassing that would be excuse me what are you doing And you're like oh i'm the new uh, uh, substitute teacher i'm sorry am i not welcomed in here what's going on why are you like calling me out for this this is uncomfortable that'd feel awful yeah that would so that's probably why you got that pass. And listen, I was taking advantage of the world in that moment. Maybe that's not great. But if someone would have called me out and they said, hey, I noticed that you've been coming in here every day, like every single day and like taking a root beer. Can I ask like, who do you work with or what teacher? I would say in that moment, oh, I don't work with any teacher. I saw a door one day and like walked in yeah. and just like yeah. started taking a root beer because I figured it was like, okay. Or I didn't even think about it, yeah. but like, do you want me to stop? And if they were like, yeah, I'd be like, all right, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, I, I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> but that was, I didn't, I didn't have much of a stealing. I, I, some, pe- some people have told me about their stealing phases when they were kids. And they were like, oh, yeah, I stole all oh. through high school. I stole all through junior high. I'm like, that was never in me to do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I remember being around yeah. a few people who I think they kind of, you know, they kind of hid it from me. Yeah. But I think they had a little bit of like a klepto yeah i think people go through um i mean, remember when winona Ryder, uh she got into a lot of trouble in the what like the early 2000s yeah i think the the thing there was people were going why are you stealing when you're clearly you know yeah. a wealthy ac- actor you know and, and, and making tons of money and obviously that's you know i'm sure she would say oh it's not about that at all it's yeah. about something else which is you know gets into like you know, I don't remember my psychology classes very well, but you know, there's a lot of that stuff. People just have people have. They're weird. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm sure there's women who are millionaires who like yeah, just just lift things because it's like they're the only thing they have. Maybe they feel like I'm not saying it's okay, but I, it is kind of interesting. Like if they're you know they work in a house and they're the perfect wife and they just feel like they don't have any control. Maybe they're like I don't know. It's just my weird little thing. I don't know. I never saw the new Ocean's Eight movie, but I wanted to. Apparently, they still. <laughs> Did it just get more humid? What happened? What feels different? Uh, oh, did it? It's a, we heard the sound. Remember? Sponsorship mode. Oh. Yeah, look, I'm wearing like something different. Sponsorship mode. Mm. You want to have a nice, calm sponsorship mode? A nice, meditative one? Are you? Is that the vibe right now? 100%. Usually, sponsorship oh. mode makes my shoelaces less tight. Oh. It makes my mouth about 4% more dry. Oh, no. So, I'm feeling a little stressed. I'll tell you what, Andrew. I'm going to treat you to something real wonderful. You can choose the most relaxing environment that you could think of and I will facilitate this. Ooh. So think of the most relaxing place on the planet Earth and we will be transported there for sponsorship mode. Ice cream factory. Oh. oh. Yum. Oh. How relaxing. <laughs> We're hearing the metallic planks of the factory. The steam shooting out the top of the factory. The industrial equipment. The many, many tons uh, yeah. of heavy boxes. Yeah. Oh, how calming it is. Oh, was that a whistle by a supervisor I heard? Yes. Thank you for that relaxing idea. Well, I just figured what's more stress-free than ice cream. So I go to where there's the most ice cream. Yeah. And that is the factory. Yeah. Tater- it was bad. Oh. It was a choice. Let's maybe just change it really quick to a chocolate factory. Andrew. 
You, 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 you lost your right to choose the meditative environment. Cotton candy store yeah, machine. Just, listen, take it easy. Can I tell you about something? I guess. Green Chef, Andrew, ever heard of it? The first USDA-certified organic meal kit company that makes eating healthy, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. I'm sorry. I don't know where this sass is coming yeah, from. I, I, I do know about it. Weird tone. I don't know what got into okay. me. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Listen, here's one of the reasons why I love Green Chef. Not only when I eat their meals does it make me feel healthy and nourished and I'm loving it and they're delicious, but also, Andrew, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Let me paint a terrifying picture for you, Andrew. You know when you go to the grocery store and you go to get your produce, right? And you're going, oh, I don't know, some of that looks a little bit weird. Some of it is spooky. Where did it come from? How long has it been sitting there? Well, that's not the case with Green Chef. You want to know why? Tell me. Because Green Chef delivers clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Seriously, I ate a Green Chef meal the other night and I felt like a slightly different person. I felt like a better person and it fulfilled like 14 of my 17 needs in the moment. Mm, I have questions, but that's nice to know. I don't want to answer them. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and people who want all these wonderful things can go to greenchef.com slash sweetboys90 and use code sweetboys90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Quick side note for those of you who are going green Chef. That kind of sounds like HelloFresh. Well, HelloFresh owns Green Chef, so you can enjoy both of them with us at a discount. That's greenchef.com slash sweetboys90, where people can go and enter code sweetboys90 to get $90 off and free shipping. $90. I save. Do you know what I can do with $90? Dude. Specifically $90? If I was you, I'd go to an antique shop and look for a spinning wheel and then and then poke your little finger on it. And just like sleeping, be sleeping beauty. Oh, and then fall into a rest, and then you wake up and you prince. Oh, you live in a castle. Oh, how fun is that? Oh. All right. Uh, well, let's get back to the podcast. Back to the episode. <laughs> oh, Andrew, you ever had this really specific feeling when you watch a crime show? $80 for a towel. So oh, yes, here's yes, yes, the yes. thing about that. The towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about that. Okay. Fun fact for you. $80 for a towel. Got the towel. Sure. Soft as heck. Turkish towel. Turkish bath towel. Soft as heck. Guess what, though? What? I didn't like using it after a while. Oh! Very soft, but not not the absorption I was looking for at all. Oh, no. Nothing, nothing at all. It was almost like wiping my body with a blanket. But like, yeah, it feels warm, but like, it's not absorbing any of the water. And Ooh! Point is, I went back, and I got a towel that cost $35. Dude, so much better. Dude. So much better. Yes. I would have paid if I if the Turkish bath towel cost thirty five dollars. I would have gone back and happily paid the eighty for the thirty five dollar one that was much more absorbent. It feels rougher, and you're and it's like oh, this isn't as luxurious. Guess what? It's literally better in every way. I don't care about the softness. Point is, I did the same thing with the freaking pillows, dude. The same freaking thing. And I'm really? not trying to put them on blast, but like <laughs> this goose feather down pillow thing, whatever the heck it was, whatever fancy weird. Expensive two hundred dollar pillow I got. I was like, "This is great." I, I don't care. I got the I got the discount. I'm gonna go all out on pillows because I'm spending eight hours of my day. I'm spending one third of my life on these pillows. If I'm gonna spend a couple hundred dollars on pillows, calling me crazy. I think it's a good investment, especially if I have for 10, 15 years and I can just swap out the pillowcase. Bought these pillows. It's like too. It's like too much fluff in there. My neck's hurting and stuff. Oh. I broke up my twenty dollar IKEA pillow. It's 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 home. It's home. It makes me feel like I'm where I need to be for twenty dollars. Guess what? That is one tenth the price, dude. I'm just saying. That's if amazing. Any, if anybody needed any 
sort of proof or any sort of validation that yes, that thing that you think is better, even though it's less expensive or whatever the heck. Yes, Ex- I'm just sorry. Yeah, that's Ex- great. Exposing, exposing the, uh, the, the 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 laundry and the bedding community. <laughs> See, Andrew, scream it from a mountaintop. I will. I'll put a note on Twitter and I can make this thing happen. I love that, Andrew. Uh, expensive does not mean good. You gotta you gotta buy what you what you need and what you want. You can't yeah. just buy what is like the most. That you know, I have this opinion that I have to be a little bit careful about when I speak because I never want to sound like I'm being sassy or you know shading someone for a particular set of behaviors. But you, I do hold this very specific opinion about like like name brands, you know, yeah. like the the designer brands and stuff. How people start like I there is a, a ring. A, a, a ring made yeah. by Gucci that I thought was really cool. Yeah. And I was like, I could see myself someday owning that ring. I gave myself that. I'm not some weird, like, everything that they do sucks, designer stuff is whatever. No, I don't hold that opinion. I saw it. It was like, it's, it was like yeah. Saturn. It was like all these planets and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so I'm susceptible to that. But when people with very wealthy start to be like, everything they own has to be designer and all, I'm just like, that is such a scary trap because that is, in my opinion, sort of an addiction to what they call retail therapy, which is something that I'm susceptible to and I think a lot of people are, Yeah, which is buying things in order to feel better. Um, and I think that we all have to combat that nowadays with like Amazon and stuff, that feeling of like, oh, I just want to see this new thing. I want to see this new thing. I want to see this new thing. Like, do, you, do you deal with that? I mean, I do feel like maybe people who are inherently anxious could relate to this and maybe this is a misguided idea but i do feel like i want to double down on my whole minimalism thing so when it comes to buying anything mm-hmm. really at this point i feel like i don't want to do that the whole idea of buying that pillow for instance was like okay great this one pillow and yeah. i'll have this for forever and like that'll be my pillow kind of backfired on me a little bit i remember your relationship with this pillow it's been more than 90 days guess what i go back there to try to return it they're gonna make a face at me oh Sir, Great. sir, you're going to have to leave with your pillow. Oh, Wait, you haven't returned it yet? No. Andrew? No, I actually have some floor mats as well that I put in my bathroom. Big flop there. What was the moral? Is that expensive? It doesn't always mean better? Well, that's... The, okay, good try. Um, I don't think that is the, the takeaway. So, I think, no. Takeaway? Me with my noodles at my favorite little uh, Chinese restaurant? Do you mean? Do you mean um? Take out, take out. <laughs> oops, oops, oops. Edit it out. <laughs> I believe it's in here. Oh no! <laughs> Everyone's gonna think I'm a fool. <laughs> I wonder if that'll make the cut. Everything that just happened. <laughs> I like the idea of us just starting to process out loud. Oh yeah, what's, this is all going in there. Yeah, what's bad well, enough? Well, eventually to- <laughs> we're gonna stop trying to make ourselves sound smarter than we are, and it'll just be the podcast. Yeah. will just be a showcase of yeah. How little we actually know how to speak. Oh, um, if that's not already been conveyed. Anyway, point. Oh, I'm, yeah. Well, you were gonna say the takeaway from this. Well, I just think if the focus in life is always trying to attain what you're sort of prescribed by the world to get, not only is that kind of a waste of energy, but generally speaking, you're missing out on the actual things that you should be getting. Listen, I get it. Weird analogy. We're talking about pillows. We're talking about towels. But expand it. Think about it bigger. I'm just saying, learning learning yourself and knowing what you actually need and what you actually want is such a more productive experience because then from there, it's like, okay, learning about myself. I'm understanding what I want out of life. I regret buying the bath towel, but also I learned an incredible lesson, which I'm sure I'll apply to many future purchases and decisions. Um, so I love that bath towel. Oh, what a wonderful story. 
Oh God! Well, I'm so good at like stories and like saying things Andrew? because I just realized my story like meant so much and I didn't even realize it. Oh, I'm so good. At oh, this. you know you're speaking I'm out doing loud. Really well. Oh, Andrew, this podcast and making good points. I, I agree with you, I but maybe I'm, I think I'm doing better than Gary. I, oh, Andrew, I think he, I no, think no, no. He, I think I'm making better stories. You don't. Him. You don't have to do this. Yes, that's a weird campaign. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm better than him. My jokes are funnier than his. <laughs> We, we 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 have to we have to laugh. We laugh a lot while we're doing our work. <laughs> that's a weird moral of the story. <laughs> like everyone's like, shut up, just shut well, up. Well, it's funny because that's a real I mean, yeah. realistically speaking, there's probably a lot of people I think we're just making I think we're I think we're we're <laughs> making, making oh, fun yeah, of yeah. a real thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> people just being just like so competitive Dude, and pe- like yeah. in like a an arena that inherently makes no sense, like a collaborative, creative, sustainable Dude. project. Yeah, competitive energy is like the silliest thing in the world. I, that's something I feel like I've never been as competitive, which we call it. Listen, I think. You mean, co- I mean, competitive th- energy. This is like a weird yeah. debate that's like I've seen on the internet a lot. Well, I've seen it in multiple specific places in like the gaming community. And then I also heard somebody in a documentary yeah. talking about, you know, like why people are miserable, something about competition or whatever. Well, wait, 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 okay. Like here's a, I think this is a nice competition that they were talking about. It was in a minimalism documentary and they were talking about, um, like the competition of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and stuff. I think that's what they meant. Yeah. And then they said, well, there's, you know, friendly competition like sports. And then the only thing that I thought of was, well, yeah, but I'm sure that there's from professional to recreational to pickup games, people who have a really unhealthy attitude about competition. So then I'm like, what, what does that mean? And I think in sports you can be competitive because the goal in sports is quite literally to win. <laughs> it's like you have yeah. a team, one of them's going to win, one of them's going to not win. So it's like can be friendly competition and a certain temperament around it. Where there cannot be competition is something that is in like YouTubers, for instance, I think is a great example. I could never think of being competitive with anyone else when it comes to creativity because yeah. that makes no sense. And when I should have said, I shouldn't have said YouTubers as much as I just should have said creativity. Yeah. Music, creating things, writing anything, because that comes from you. So you have no business ever thinking about what anyone else is doing in the space. Now, I'm sure there are certain sides of YouTube that are maybe more competitive. I don't really know about them, but I can imagine. Like, if someone's into, like, really big, crazy, sensation- sensational titles, it's like, yeah, maybe someone's going to be, like, better at that than well, you. Well, I, I, I mean, that's a... Yeah. That's a- yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who are... I mean, TikTok, we always... Why we always bring it back to TikTok. There is, I think, a vein of people who want to just simply blow up on the internet, oh, which has always yeah. been around back in the Vine yeah. days. You know, always. we saw it a lot, you know, people doing everything they could to kind of like, you know, be on the, what was it called? The page? Oh, the for you, or the- uh, Pop, pop, pop yeah, page? The, the popular pop, page? Popular page, But yeah. now it's almost like so weirdly universal that you can't even spot that. Yeah, I feel like everyone has like 100,000 <laughs> followers well, I'm, on TikTok. I'm always like, I'm always like weirdly, yeah. you know, uh, not disappointed, but- you know, like come across someone's page and they're doing something really cool. Yeah. It's like really cool. Like, and then I'll hear like them say, do this and do this so I can blow up. My goal is this and this, this. And I'm like, dude, at this point, yeah. what as an audience member who's supposed to be absorbing your content and subscribing to the content you're making and your, your vibe and your energy, you're like graffitiing it with this weird sort of motive. Mm. And I'm like, I get it. But I also, the only reason why I kind of, question that is yeah. i do feel like that is inherently in a long-term capacity regressive and unproductive because i do feel like the people who 
stick around and win people over and actually affect people's lives is in an overtime way, they just do their thing and then people find them and it's not going to happen overnight and maybe like that person won't hit a million followers as quickly but like that stuff doesn't age well. Like it, 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 anyway, it's not a good precedent to set for yourself. It's not a good thing to put onto your audience. I always have a hard time when people like are like bullying their audience into doing stuff. It's like, Ah, like even if yeah. like what are you really gonna get from that other than a little bit of a spike and some numbers here and there and I'm just like I just don't think it's worth it because it's, as an audience member I don't yeah. feel invited to that party I feel like this is some sort of weird yeah because you're right it's dehumanizing to the the viewer man yeah it just makes you go I'm a person like I'm listening to your words and there's right? a, yeah there's a lot I mean there's a lot of good people a lot of examples like some Twitch friends that we have and stuff too who just do such a good job uh. at like fostering communities completely taking ownership of like their community that they have and that's what i think is you know cool about doing a podcast well i would name a few that i think are really great at that ethan nestor is really good at that i know uh, chris melberger is incredible at that i mean there there are a lot of them which is the which is the flip side of that but it seems like people who twitchers are like that's like made for that it's like (laughs) people who who love what they're doing most of the time sure they have i'm sure they have days but they don't love doing it but they, they generally love what they're doing they love interacting with people and when it comes to numbers, it's like, yeah, if it's what they do for a living, of course, they're going to pay attention to it. Sure. But they're not going to let that dictate their willingness <laughs> to put out content. Yeah, and Andrew like, and I don't like, we don't upload a podcast and a week later just go like, oh, we don't even know how it did. <laughs> We're not some gurus that are just completely, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, detached from like having a good mind and caring about that too. But it's just everything. Everything in this life is not like, oh, don't even think about it. It's like, just keep it in check. But yeah, it is this the thing to just be like, dude, just do what you're going to do. Well, I also... So kind of watch the content of people who I aspire to be like in some way, shape or form. You know, it's their demeanor. It's their. This, you, you don't want to be like someone who's neurotically screaming at their audience to get their way. You don't want to <laughs> be like that, Andrew. That seems super cool and chill. No? Okay. So like you guys let my last TikTok flop. So I like, I don't even. <laughs> I saw. Well, I saw some. I saw you somebody the, uh, the other day yeah. and it was they were like showing part one of the video. Yeah. And then at the end of part one which was a full minute long TikTok or something, there was this whole song and dance about their their parameters around what would entitle the audience to get part two and what needed to happen and stuff. And I'm yeah. like and I'm like, listen, I've seen like that's not the craziest thing ever. Like people people yeah. people gauging what their audience is interested in so that they can f- understand if it's even worth putting out something that general premise isn't the craziest thing in the world because yeah. i've seen it before i don't if love this the video, standard it sets if but this I video gets you know x amount of likes or comments i'll do this thing that over time i can kind of understand because it's like well where am i going to put my energy i want to do something that's going to be worth it for the audience and i don't want i get it there's only so much time in the day but when you're doing it as a means of getting other things and you're kind of almost you know you're you're basically you're like guard you're like guarding this thing and you're like okay once you do this, 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 and this, then I'll do whatever. And I'm, and I, as an audience member personally, go. Just as many people do in context of normal relationships, when something gets into that, you know, vein, yeah. they go, "I don't even care anymore." <laughs> like, I, 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 what are you saying? Yeah, you know, it's, it's just like, dude, post the second part of it, and then post another thing, and then another thing. The number one thing I know when I was, uh, you know, first started making things on YouTube, uh, which <laughs> my first video I've long privated. It was in 2008 about me making like a book cover. And it was a whole thing. But when, it, when I was working a full-time job at uh, Funny or Die once upon a time, and uh, yeah, I was like, I didn't want to make things. This was like 2012, 13, 14, I guess, like those, that kind of era, 15. I just didn't want to make things because I was assuming what kind of numbers they would get. And that would shut me down. 
I would go like, no, don't do this thing because you know you're going to put it up and it's going to get like 400 views and you're going to be like kind of depressed about it and whatever. That is the biggest enemy to creation, I think, is that kind of feeling of, of, of knowing how it's going to do. Because the best thing in the world and like the most like apparent truth that I could ever speak to creativity yeah. or creatives of any kind or anyone who wants to do things on the internet is absolutely just make what you're going to make as you naturally want to make it. Because once it's out there, you have no idea what's going to happen yeah. to it. You have no idea what it's going to do. The, 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 the best analogy when it comes to creative things, putting things on the internet in any respect is like, um, have you ever heard of the analogy of like people who put like notes in a bottle, like into the ocean, mm -hmm. right? Like, Oh, save me. I'm stuck on this Island. Like put a note in a bottle, and like send okay. it out. Okay. Right. I think of creative projects so much like that. When, when someone puts something on the internet, you know, a TikTok, a YouTube video, anything that's like, it's just like sending out these little bottles into like the ocean. Right. And you never know where they're going to go. You never know what boat is going to hit them, what current they're going to get wrapped up in, what Island they're going to land on, who's going to pick it up. And you never know who's going to see that thing. Right. So I love the idea of people naturally putting things out there that they're delighted to make and just being okay with it because it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. Yeah. And that stuff is really, really cool. And so to see the antithesis of that energy, which is people being like, I'm only going to make things under these parameters. It has to get 100,000 likes. It has to be this thing. What do you want to see? That sets a really unhealthy standard. Wait, on honestly, though, like I'm like, seeing my own my own family members in this stuff. Well, but that's the thing. It's it's yeah. everywhere, and it's like I mean, I think it's worth talking about because there's been friends that I that I know of who've made music. Yeah, and um, you know, they'll they'll put it up on like SoundCloud or something, and they'll promote it a little bit, and then I'll go to look at the song because I'm like, oh, I want to I want to hear that song. Gone, gone. What's funny? And you ain't talking in sync. But but what's crazy is speaking of TikTok, and I do love TikTok by the way, regardless yeah. of all the uh, shade alarms that were thrown off about. Some, oh some yeah, of the creator on there yeah uh somebody the other day was explaining uh there's an r&b singer named bryson tiller somebody explained that bryson tiller put this song up called don't somewhere on soundcloud or something yeah and uh after a while it wasn't getting a lot of plays okay so he took it down oh no and then somebody said yo man like we were looking for that song the other day i was hanging out with a bunch of girls and we all wanted to play that yeah and he's like you and a bunch of girls wanted to listen to that song so he put it back up now it has like over Hundreds of millions of streams. That and he's, is so and he, funny. And he gets like millions of monthly listens on Spotify Dude, because over time, yes. he used that song to propel them and all that stuff. Dude, that's the exact point that I made when I said about people assuming how numbers will be doing. When I made the when I likened creative things of any kind, you know, a song, a project, a photo, a video, a TikTok is like putting out little bottles into the ocean. It's like you never know where there's gonna where those are gonna go. This may be the only reason why I wanted to rant about that is because I've, I, I, I've realized the last few days I've been on my phone a lot and I feel that it's not super good. No, this like, Whenever I'm on my phone for a long time, it like makes my brain turn to like clumpy mashed potatoes. It's like a fog. It's just no like gravy. A, that's another big thing about uh, the internet too is that like you have to remember that at the end of the day, it's your job to curate the feed that you see. And that's something I realized about a year and a half ago mm. is I went, wait a minute, the things that I see on the internet, yes, there's all the, we all know about the algorithms that work to get you addicted to stuff and see things that you sometimes don't want to see. But at the end of the day, 
you're pretty in control and there are tools that maybe sometimes they're a little hidden, i.e. muted words in Twitter or on Instagram, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you are pretty in control of what you see. So I am super cognizant and have been for the past year and a half of when I see something that doesn't make me feel spiritually good or even worse in a weird way, makes me feel spiritually complacent or just doesn't do anything to me, but it's just this weird passive content that's just taking my precious time, not even making me feel anything because I want you know my feed to be things that make me feel good. <laughs> yeah. So like remember that you are in charge of that. But yeah, you know I, I think that that's a huge thing too. So I try to follow a lot of accounts that make me feel good, and I've you know try to be a lot better at that too. To to be like, wait, I'm in charge of what I see on the internet. You know, yeah. Like don't just passively let the internet just consume you. That's what the companies want, man. Like I said that in a silly voice, but I actually completely mean it because we all know that if you've seen like you know Social Dilemma, it's like uh, yeah, well yeah, they want I mean, that. Yeah, so exactly. So yeah, try to kind of do your best to whip that into shape and be like, no, but I want this, and that takes intention, which is hard to come by nowadays with the internet. I I I, I suppose at the end of the day, I just yeah, I'm very motivated at this current time to just be better to feel good to take more you know control of just myself and make good decisions and just be you know inspired and hopefully be to some degree at some point someday inspiring other people and it's kind of funny it's like well you got to start small and you think about the most common things like what am i staring at all day long what content am i watching what things am i normalizing and you know when i think about that stuff you get you get these sort of weird sort of scrambled up rants about why some of this stuff probably yeah, isn't the best. And, and you know what I think a, a really applicable phrase, and that was beautifully stated, Andrew, and to summarize that mentality that you just said is quite literally, you are what you eat. Yeah. That sure. is one of, and of course, in food, generally speaking, but yeah, you are what you consume. You are the spiritual equivalent of what you choose to do well, with your time. This, idea. By the way, thank you. I've seen comments on this podcast that are like, oh, this is my therapy, sweet, fun content. This is our therapy. Yeah. The Andrew and I are never speaking from well, a place of like, this is what we do. We're speaking from a place of we are always trying to do this. So thank you for well, being right, part of this. Well, right now, I think weirdly yeah. enough, we would have probably had this conversation without oh, microphones yeah. and cameras. 100%. Just because, yeah, the last few days I've been on my phone yeah. too much. I've been feeling weird. It's a it's a really funny time. <laughs> it is it just a funny is. time. It just is. Like I, you know. So anyway, I hope that somewhere within that hour plus of 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 content, you got something that planted an idea in your head, or something that at some point in time will, to some degree, possibly make you a better, happier person. That's all we can hope for. We're Dude. not experts, and we're just uh, kicking around thoughts that we're trying to process. So that's also a disclaimer. That's beautifully said, Andrew. <laughs> That's it. That's the that's the takeaway. That whatever the takeaway is, yeah, we hope uh, you. Thanks for thanks for listening to this. We're always honored that uh, people want to friggin' hear us ramble about these things, the things that we're always trying to work on on ourselves. But Baby Yoda is kissing the camera for those who can see. If not, just vision it. Oh, <laughs> he is so sweet. His little eyeballs. Be sweet, and see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>